Welcome. You are joining We Are Human First. I'm Dr. Paula Kleiger, and today I am joined by my daughter, Sarah Kleiger, who is a licensed creative arts therapist and a registered drama therapist who has also had her training in psychology, like me. And we really wanted to begin a new series of podcasts for you that would focus on a number of what we think are really important issues. We'd like to talk about trauma and crisis and its impact on us and even how we cope with it now and going forward. The second thing she and I are going to talk with you about is generational issues. She's smiling. I'm smiling too, because we have lots to talk to you about, about that. And the third important podcast we, we would really like to get into is about race. We want to talk about how race is so deeply embedded in every aspect of who we are as Americans, but not just as Americans, but as human beings across this planet. So she and I are going to spend some time talking about that as well. But in order to begin, I really would like to invite her to share a little bit with us about who she is and the kind of work she's been doing. She's such an incredible therapist and the kind of work that she's been doing on her own and and also with psychological assets is seminal. It's very, very timely. Sarah, can you share a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing? And then we can dive into more of the topic. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. So I am a licensed creative arts therapist and I'm working in New York City. I started off working for a nonprofit, working in schools in Queens. I'm now continuing to do that work and doing more supervisory work and working as a community school director as well. And in addition to that, I work with psychological assets, working with private clients, doing groups, and really bringing this combination of the arts and even using drama and music and spoken word as a way of healing for people all over the city and also remotely as well as we're now uh, working remotely. So what's so wonderful about the kind of work you're doing is that it fits so well with my self-study model that I present in my book, Power Your Heart, You Power Your Mind. You and I have spent many, many years in the arts, and I think somehow or another we feel that through the arts and through experiential activities, we are able to study ourselves much more closely and to get at the heart of what is painful and what suffering is, but also how to transform ourselves. So what I'd like to do to begin our topic a little more is to read just a few words from uh, my book. We started the last podcast with a few words from my piece called Ordeal. Ordeal is a chance to create paths and stepping stones to deep self-understanding, wider self-acceptance, enduring self-mastery, unwavering resilience, 
With each turn at ordeal, we emerge less fearful, less held by our suffering, with more light, courage, compassion, and so many more tools for life's inspired sacrifices. Then we transform and we transfer the gifts of our learning. So with that, let's talk about trauma and crisis, Sarah, in the context of COVID-19. You have been experiencing this personally and in your work. What are some of your opening thoughts? The first thing that comes to mind is the fact that we're all going through this together, our whole country, our whole world. And because of that, it feels very, very heavy. And it's the first time, really, that our generation has dealt with something like this. So with that, everyone has been kind of thrown into figuring things out in the moment. And it very much feels like, or at least it felt like back in March, we were in survival mode. And we were trying to figure out what was going to happen. We're still trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And it feels very unstable in many ways with me personally, but also professionally. So a lot of what I'm experiencing in my conversations with people is about how are we going to find that stability even while there's so many unknowns going on. So tell us a little bit about you've been working in the schools and in that setting, you've been dealing with kids, you've dealt with the teachers and even administration. Can you give us a story or two of what you've learned about trauma and how it has an impact based on those kinds of experiences? Sure. So there's definitely been a lot of loss within our school community But also within the organization that I work for, that community, and it's been very interesting to still be a supportive person while we are going through those losses. And what I've found, just to give a little bit of an example, is the importance of continuing to connect with one another. What I found is when the schools closed back in March, Most people didn't know what to do and felt like they couldn't really speak with one another unless there was a class or a meeting scheduled. But what I found once we started doing phone calls home to connect with families, parents, and children, we were really able to see what they were experiencing individually to not only provide support if they needed it or resources, but just to hear what they were going through and validate what they were going through. And then for ourselves to be validated as well, to not feel like we were in this alone. So I've really found that through, even though we've been in isolation in many ways, we've found this way to reconnect with one another, to at least not feel alone in those different experiences that we're having. You know, I resonate so much with what you're saying. It's a paradox, isn't it? That in a way, with these tremendous, painful losses, and we saw that with teachers, and these are frontline people, and their family members, and so forth, and so on, with loss and isolation. At the same time, it's been this amazing opportunity during this trauma to wake up 
right? To awaken ourselves to an opportunity to get closer to other human beings, people we may not even know, and to feel touched by them and to touch. You know, one of the things you and I have been able to do that we started was we call it our virtual support group. Mm-hmm. What was that, the beginning of April? Yeah, we started in the beginning of April, a couple of weeks after things started closing down. And our goal was simply to invite anyone right, mm-hmm. across the world, literally, to join us on a Thursday night, Eastern time which could be anywhere from three hours to four hours you know, across the country, to just to have a mindful moment together. Talk a little bit about that. What are some of the takeaways for you regarding this trauma and crisis time? So once again, this is another example of how important it has been to, like you said, wake up and reconnect or connect for the first time. And the amazing thing about this virtual support group that we started and we've continued to sustain since then is that people are able to connect from all over. And although we are calling from different places, we can still connect on the experience of grappling with what's going on right now in this country. But also, it's just a place to be and come as you are. It's non-judgmental and lots of support. And so the amazing thing is is we've had members that come every time or some people just pop in and out every other week, depending on what their schedules are, what they need that week. And no matter what, it's always a wonderful moment, a mindful moment, like you said. You know, I was so excited to hear that we had people as far away as California, people from New York you know, you and me, people from Michigan, Mm -hmm. Dallas, Colorado. It has been such an amazing experience, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So that would be one of the ways, one of the important factors in addressing trauma and crisis. I think one of the things that self-study model, you know, and you and I do in our work is How do we help people stay with an ordeal when it can feel so unbearable? You know, how do you learn to bear the unbearable? Mm -hmm. And the two examples, like the examples you had at school, being able to touch um, parents and call and so forth. And then with our group, one of the things that we're learning is that It's an opportunity for people to learn how to stay with powerful, painful loss and feelings, but not be alone. Absolutely. And I also truly believe that there's this idea of putting an intention into continuing to stay and continuing to show up, which I found, especially within the the virtual support group, that if we are intentionally providing that space and showing up, then we are being able to model the importance of intentionally showing up for ourselves every day in different ways. So we've begun a conversation, haven't we, about trauma and crisis, the pain and suffering that can come from that. We would like to close for today, right, Sarah? And next time, let's talk about 
how to adapt or not adapt (laughs) or cope with trauma and the kinds of uncertainty and so forth that come from the experience. Any final thoughts that you have before we leave people for today? Just that I hope that you all are finding different moments of stillness and moments of connection with others during this very difficult time. And I look forward to being back with you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. For We Are Human First, I'm Dr. Paula Kleiger, and I'm joined by my daughter, Sarah Kleiger. We look forward to talking with you again real soon. Bye-bye.